Hello, everyone, and welcome. My name is Jana Panaritis, and you're listening to the AgeWise podcast, where we give you strategies for aging well and wisely. And how do you do that when on top of struggling to meet the demands of your own life, you're also caring for an aging parent or a spouse, or maybe you're caring for another member of your family? Well, we're here to help. Each week, we'll hear from the experts, professionals in the field of aging, and people like you, unsung heroes rising to the occasion of caring for a loved one and finding unexpected rewards along the way. So stick around for some straight talk on aging in all its unpredictable glory. According to the Centers for Disease Control, every year, one out of three older adults falls. One out of five falls causes a serious injury, such as a broken bone or a head injury. In the last year, my mother has had four surgeries as a result of falling. And in March of this year, mom fractured her right pelvic bone because of a fall. Fortunately, she didn't need to have surgery for this fall, but here's the kicker. Mom fell in an assisted living facility which just goes to show you that accidents can happen even in a so-called safe environment. My mother didn't land on her head, and she wasn't dizzy, but they took her to the emergency room anyway because that's the protocol. After getting a bunch of x-rays, she was discharged directly to the rehab floor of the building where she lives. And that's where mom is now. In fact, her fractured pelvic bone has healed, but mom is still in rehab because, believe it or not, About three weeks after her fall, my 87-year-old mother elected to have a total reverse shoulder surgery to repair what was essentially a frozen shoulder. It's a long, complicated story, but rest assured, this was her decision to have the surgery. None of her daughters talked her into it. The good news is, thanks to the work of some great physical and occupational therapists, my mother is slowly regaining strength in her left arm. She deals with her pain stoically rarely complaining, relying on medication to alleviate the pain, and on the rehab staff to help her get around the floor. By now, I've gotten to know many of the staff members on that floor because mom's rehab facility is close to where I live, and I visit her often. My mother, as she puts it, enjoys her own company, so she mostly keeps to her room. In between her rehab sessions, she reads, sleeps, and watches TV in her room. Or she gets her hair and nails done at the salon, which is conveniently located on the same floor. Occasionally, for a change of scenery, mom rolls out in her wheelchair to the common room, or what they call the solarium, which has a spectacular view of palm trees and the intracoastal waterway. That's where I found my mom when I went to visit her a few days ago. I wound up joining her for lunch, which is served in the dining room on the same floor. Mom has a go-to table where she always sits with the same people, many of whom I've met. But when we arrived at the lunch table on this day, there was only one person at Mom's table. And I didn't recognize her, or know why she was in rehab. She looked to be in her 80s, and she had the most lively blue eyes. Right off the bat, she began chatting with me. And, well, I had my tape recorder with me, so I asked if she would tell me her story. And she said she'd be happy to. So that's what she did as mom hung back and enjoyed her lunch. This is all to say that today's episode is going to be a little different. 
And I have to confess, the audio isn't optimal for this episode because I was in a public place. So, fair warning, you'll be hearing a lot of ambient sound. But if you listen closely, you'll understand why I couldn't resist sharing this story with you. Oh, and you'll also understand why I made such a big deal with the issue of falling. Here we go. Well, I'm sorry, what's your name? Mary Gallagher. And why are you on the floor? What are you rehabbing for? Two broken legs. How did that happen? I fell. I should have walked with my walker, and I thought, oh, I can do it. But um, I'm getting beautiful care here. Do you live in the facility? I have a studio apartment on the fifth floor. Okay. That's for assisted living. So that apartment is empty now, like mom's no, apartment? No. It's, it's empty, but I'm... Right. Paying on it. So is she. What floor is her apartment on? Are you from Florida? No. Where are you from? Originally from Boston. And then, uh, at age 25, I married a fellow from West Virginia who was a graduate student at MIT. Uh We got married, and he took a job with Westinghouse in Pittsburgh. And then I lived there for many years. I just sold my house in Pittsburgh. And why did you come here? I was visiting. I have a son that lives four minutes away from here. And I have another son that lives uh, close to Tampa. Mm -hmm. And I'm grateful to be out of the ice, snow, and slush up in the north. Mm -hmm. Do you mind telling us how old you are? 88. There's people here, 115 and 103. I'm young. <laughs> it's beautiful here, immaculately clean. And of course, it's run by the Carmelite nuns. And there's mass every day, which I love very, very much. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a good setup for you. It was really God sent. My. Uh, son and his wife used to walk around here and they saw this place then I fell when I was at their place so they took me here and I'm glad they took me in and your husband is no longer living no he died about 10 years ago okay and your life really changes when you lose your spouse doesn't it no no my husband was gone all the time except at the wrong time (laughs) he traveled all over the world He was an international authority on the design and control of nuclear power. So I kept the house for 10 years, and uh, I have kids that live near, and they were in and out. I had one daughter that uh, spent a lot of time with me. Do your kids who live in Pittsburgh miss you? Do they visit you? Well, now, one of them just was gone for four days to go to Vermont. They had a daughter graduating with a degree in... uh, environmental law and the one that lives closer to Tampa he's living in a house I own down there raising two daughters and they've been up a couple of times so you're not lacking for company Uh, no and I'm an avid reader and I like to uh, pray Mm -hmm. and I I watch TV Mm -hmm. there's a lot of good stuff on stuff I like Mm -hmm. so so how long are you expecting to be in rehab here? Oh, they tell me I'm going to be getting out of that any day now. Okay. To go up to the fifth floor. Uh-huh. Do you miss your apartment? 
I do. My mother-in-law was a wonderful painter, and I have quite a few of her pictures on the walls there, so I miss those. And it's a very nice apartment. I have a bit of a view of the intercoastal in the room I'm in now, but I have to walk way down to the end of the hall to look out on the fifth floor. Uh -huh. I don't have a mm -hmm. view of the water. So how many kids do you have total? I had seven children. Only four are living. The first one died shortly after birth. And then I had a very beautiful daughter that just died September 26th. And, uh, Last year? 2015, yeah. She's not dead a year yet. But she had neuropathy, a disease of the nerves, and it was very painful. And then other complications set in. But that, that was the greatest sorrow I ever experienced in my life. She was a doctor, married to a doctor. And uh, she was family practice. He was a pediatrician. And he is so devastated. He lives in Pennsylvania. It's about a five-hour, no, a three-hour drive from where I have a son living in Virginia, and they're going to be together Memorial Day weekend. Mm -hmm. The boys are very attentive, though. They call all the time, and they come when they can. And you have, you have a son that lives close by. Here. Yeah, four minutes away. Mm -hmm. And uh, How often does he come by to see you here? Four or five times a week. Oh, that's a lot. Either he or his wife. Okay. His wife is, has been wonderful to me. They're quite wealthy. She buys me all my clothes. She's very attentive. Mary, did you ever think that you would end up living in a place like this? No, I never thought. But boy, I'm glad to be out of the snow and ice and slush. Oh. <laughs> mm -hmm. Did your son ever think about having you move in with him? Never. And I have a policy I would never move in with any of my children. They have a right to their privacy, to have their fights and to have their fun making up. But isn't it nice that you have this option because, let's face it, it's not cheap. Well, we have Social Security, which helps out, right. and Medicare. Right. Of course, I'm fortunate enough that my husband left me pretty well off. What don't you like about living here? If there's anything you don't like about living here. I don't. I, I'm really, a, I'm a sold customer. What do you think is the hardest thing about getting older? Well, you can't fall down or you're going to break a bone, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So you've got to watch it. Mm -hmm. Mary, what, what advice would you give to a younger person about getting older? Well, try to lead a meaningful life. You know, taking care of yourself and looking out for others. If you help others, it helps you more than it helps them. Do you think that you've led a meaningful life? Well, I, I had to work my own way through college every nickel. I lived at home, but I went to Simmons College, so and then I got a master's degree. I taught school. I, every time I get on a bus or something and see people reading, I say, I help somebody read. <laughs> so did you teach literature? or what did you teach? I taught English. In the first school I taught, I taught three years there before I got married, I taught bookkeeping and English. And then I taught in a cancer school for 28 years. Was that in Boston or Pittsburgh? That was in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. So do you root for the Boston teams or the Pittsburgh teams? Uh, both. <laughs> I see where a, a Pittsburgh pirate was hit in the eye with a ball yesterday. 
and he, he collapsed. And he's a pitcher. He needs his eyesight. So we're kind of waiting for news on the TV as to he won't die of it, but he, he may lose the eye. Are you a Pirates fan? And I'm a Pirates fan. Uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and the Pittsburgh Penguins. What are some, some of your favorite spots that you travel to? Uh, Germany was pretty. I was at the uh, the wall. And, of course, I loved uh, I've been to Ireland twice. Oh, I've been to Japan. Everything was tiny, it seems. And one night there was a fire, and this little fire engine came up, and the little fire engine, you know, it was like watching Tinker Toys or something. <laughs> Do you think about the future? Well, I think we've made such giant step forward with uh, engineering and mechanics and scientific that God knows what uh, uh, my son came to visit me a while ago, and he had one of these, well, he had a thing, it, it, it'd ring and he could answer it. Like this? Uh, yeah, I suppose. And he couldn't take pictures with it, too. And he took pictures. They are gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Do you think about the future? Uh, only about uh, death and dying. About death and dying. I uh, pray God that uh, I'll be at least getting to go to purgatory and uh, eventually to heaven. Are you afraid of death? No, I would welcome it now because I'm kind of a worry on my family and um, a worry to myself. Am I going to fall? So I don't any time that God, but I hope he doesn't give it at a time when the family's having a big wedding and there's a damn it, that mad died at the damn just time. <laughs> so you're not afraid of death? No, I'm not afraid. I want to go to confession tomorrow. So I examined my conscience and I listed six things that I'm going to be reporting on. Like, I use God's name, you know, like I say, oh my God, or oh, you know. Mm-hmm. Then I uh, was judgmental. Like, I think Donald Trump is a disgrace as a representative of this country. Then I wasn't thankful enough to God for all he's given me. And then I'm going to ask in confession about this business of voting. I was going to vote for Hillary, but then this one priest said he couldn't vote for Hillary because she's pro-abortion. She's pro-choice. No. There's a hell of a difference. Although there there are two times time things that the Catholic Church will allow abortion for, for the life of the mother, or if the fetus dies in the womb, it must be aborted. Does that mean you're not going to vote? Well, there's the option. Should I write in a, a candidate of my choice or not vote at all? Who would your candidate of choice be? Biden. He's a good man. He's a good man. Oh, he's a devout Catholic. A devout Catholic. He said he's not going to run. What do you think about the election this year? I was going to vote for Hillary. But then this one priest I talked to said he hates both candidates, but he's going to have to vote for Trump because Hillary is pro-abortion. What do you think about Trump? Oh, I despise him. He's going to cause wars. He is ignorant, calling everybody, all women, big, fat pigs. He has no breeding. But he'll tell you he's graduated from the Wharton School of Business and Finance. Well, he was a good businessman, evidently. But I think there's a load of people he never paid the bills to. Don't get me started or I'm going to climb up on the table and look for an audience. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. Okay, Mary. Any bits of advice or words of wisdom for our listeners? 
Well, you see, you get this advice from a person who is committed very strongly to my faith, and then just common sense rules that humanity would come up with anyway. Love thy neighbor. Well, I ordered some fresh fruit for dessert. I'll see if they Hello? Oh, they don't. Good. You, you got my order in for fresh fruit? I got your order in, Mary. It's been so delightful chatting with you. Well, thank you. All right, we're going to sign off. Any last thoughts? God bless you all. <laughs> That's it for today's lunchtime edition of the AgeWise podcast. Thanks to our guest, Mary Gallagher, for being such a sport and allowing us to chat with her in between bites. And thanks to all of you for listening. We'll be back next week with our regular programming recorded in studio. The AgeWise podcast is produced and edited by me, Jana Panaritis, and you can listen to the show wherever you get your podcasts and on the AgeWise website, where you can also subscribe to the show through multiple links on the site. The AgeWise podcast is also distributed on the nationally syndicated Speak Up Talk Radio Network the 24-7 streaming and on-demand network that's always on for you. And don't forget to check out our website, where you can listen to a variety of amazing stories from the field. Go to agewise.com, that's A-G-E-W-Y-Z, or Z, as my Canadian mother says, and find out how you can be a guest on the show. Remember, every caregiver has a story. I want to hear yours. 